1: to be back with you folks i think this is thanksgiving day this may be the week after it doesn't matter you know what matters is we give thanksgiving every day and what is it psalm 100 yeah Yeah, psalm 100 psalm 103 boy there's some great psalms in there just uh go to the lord come to the lord with thanksgiving huh just mm. go to him be thankful so as we continue on pastor Tony Miller with me many years the pastor of Morningside Baptist Church i think the best church in uh, in the united states of america if not the free world uh, where my membership is placed and pastor Miller was a real big part in making that church great and so thankful for him still today ministering to people and taking care of people and Good morning, Pastor. Good to be out again today, and good to be with you, Doug. I always enjoy these times with you. Oh, same here, brother. Same here. Hey, catch us up real quick. So you've been married how long now, dear brother?
2: Uh, 48 years. It's going to be 49 sure. this coming June.
1: And 50, that's going to be a big time right oh, there.
2: Oh, yes, it is. It's a, yeah. <laughs> my, my wife is having a big birthday this month. In fact, Thanksgiving Day Yeah. this year, the whole United States is going to celebrate with me and my kids and my grandkids, my wife's birthday. Wonderful. <laughs> One of those big ones. <laughs> yeah. When not
1: we don't tell ladies ages there. Now, now, how many children do you and your bride have?
2: Right? Uh, three children, nine grandchildren.
1: Oh God has been good.
2: Oh yeah. And as, as far as we know, all of my children, their mates are saved had have received Christ, and eight of the nine grandchildren have received Christ. Wow, and
1: some of them are kind of young. And, and your son, uh, you have a son in the ministry in Canada.
2: Yes, that's right. I've got a son in the ministry in Canada. i got a daughter here in Greenville that teaches Christian elementary school, third grade. Amen. And she's uh, seen a couple of her students saved just here recently in third grade. Wonderful. And joy to see her. Ministering not just to their minds but to their hearts. Yeah, and then I've got a son that's uh, up in Wilmington, Delaware. He's in corporate law. Wow. Yeah, he's in an arena that I would have never guessed. One of my sons. I'm, I'm a, just a poor old preacher. <laughs> and here he, he's dealing with these lawsuits that are for hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but he has the gift of giving, and he gives. Yeah, and
1: boy, God loves that. God loves a, a, a giver. And, uh, and I, I got to tell you what, you, you know, to give, uh, it's greater to give than to receive. Yes. And, uh, you know, when we started giving, we, we had a hard time coming onto the scene of tithing and missions and those types of things we had we came in and and like many people you know I was buying a car every other year I was uh, just borrowing 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 Mm. you know I had all the newest things all those things was in the army and I got saved and and we owed thirty thousand dollars oh wow Debbie took on some babysitting at home and and uh, she actually got licensed as a, a child care provider right on base, and was one of the options that family had. And I was in the army working. We owed thirty thousand dollars. I remember I say that, and then uh, we got saved. And and I'd say. Three months after I got saved, I was in a different, I was in that church out there and it was stewardship month, you know, and and pastor preached on tithing and I got it. I mean, the Holy Spirit, there was, there was no major guilt trip for me. He didn't put a guilt trip. He just preached God's word. It's a wonderful thing when you preach God's word. I went home. I said, honey, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to give 10% of our gross income. She agreed. She said, I already wrote the check and uh, Mm. we just went on. And then about five, six months later, we had our first missions conference. I went home. I said, honey, we need, we need to give the missions. So he said, I agree. I already wrote the check and we've always given the missions. And well, anyway, to make a long story short, that was, uh, we were there three years. We owed 30,000. We weren't making much money. I had army pay living in an army house. And, uh, at that time when I got saved, uh, I was an E8, we had credit cards, we had all kinds of debt. We owed 30 and, uh, <clears throat> three years later I said to Debbie, Hey, we came down on orders to go to Northern New York. And I wish I had the money to, uh, uh, go buy a Subaru or something. So we get up there. So we wouldn't be slipping all over in these cars we have. And she said, honey, we don't owe anybody anything. Mm. And she said, it's weird. You know, the tires have stayed good on the cars. Nothing's breaking down. She says, we got enough money to go to Disney world with the kids on the way up there. Like you want to, we got enough money to pay for a half a car. And I was just looking at her and that's just how God is. Yeah, when you mm-hmm. just—it's greater to give than to yeah. receive, and and yeah. uh, it's more blessed. The Bible says, you know. I'm over here, and, and and I was just thinking about this, and I don't know why I'm in the Book of Romans. I want to go to the Book of John. I started talking about giving, and I I always stop at the Book of Romans. I don't know why. I guess God gives everybody a book, and uh, but most of my notes you'll find in in John and and. Uh, we're talking about the word peace today as the word of the day, and that's the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to be talking about here with Pastor Miller in just a minute. But I love the verse over in John 14, Peace I leave with you, my peace, peace. I give unto you, not as the world giveth, and, uh, you know, not what the world can give us for peace, and because that's no good. We know how that works out. I give unto to you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And in this time of craziness, you know, in this time of elections, in this time, it seems like more people are going away from what's right. Uh, things that are right are now wrong. Things that are wrong are now right in this world. And those of us with the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts are saying, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, and then we say, oh, the Bible said things were going to get like this. And, uh, and God warned us about that. And so we come to this word peace. And, and what do you think, Pastor, when we come to that word peace, that fruit of the Spirit, peace? That word in the Greek is a word that means that which
2: is not divided. In other words, it has the idea that that which is unified. But tranquility is also involved in that. Not just unity, but tranquility, uh, the absence of turmoil inside is what he's talking about. And so there's also in the word peace that would be the equivalent of this Greek word would be shalom in the Hebrew. And that talks about prosperity. Mm -hmm. You know, shalom is what they say to one another and what they're wishing is prosperity. Just like we say, the Lord bless you. May you have a blessed day. We're asking God's prosperity to fall upon that person. Yeah. So this word is really kind of a multi-defined word where it's that which is not divided or separated. It's a unit, but it's tranquil. It's, it's not turmoil. And then the prosperity or the, what we would call, multiplication of benefits. And so that's really what he's talking about here, that the fruit of the Spirit gives that. But I think of whenever I first experienced this spiritually, I was ten and a half years of age mm. and I received Christ as my Savior because I was afraid of hell, I was afraid of dying. and people that are afraid are not in tranquillity. That's right. and but G- God's Son was given so that he would destroy the works of the devil, which is the fear of death. And there's people listening to this broadcast. They're afraid to die. You and I sit here today and w- we don't say, man, I hope I don't ever die. I'm afraid of dying. Right. You know, we don't like the process of dying if it has pain. No, we, we don't
1: want to go through that process. Pro- that,
2: but but th- what's on the other side doesn't cause us
1: any terror. Yeah, it's being able to see that other side.
2: Yeah, and so whenever I received Christ, I realized I'm going to spend eternity with God in heaven. I'm not going to hell. And I had a peace when I walked out of that church building, and everything was settled. So being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: That old account was settled long ago. Yeah. And, uh, and folks, I got to tell you, this peace that passeth all understanding, I, we're all shaped by our cultures. And, uh, and, and Pastor had mentioned a couple days back, I said, why church? You know, what do you say to the person who wants to sit at home, watch it on TV, uh, maybe do nothing with it. You know, say I got it under control home church. You know, we, there's people out there that are Christian warlords, you know, controlling their own little compound and the kids yeah. that they have. And boy, the kids can't wait to get out of town. They yeah. never, I run all, run into them all over the country. And, uh, but the, you know, the culture says peace looks like no wars. The culture says, uh, peace is a harmonious living in the neighborhood. Our God says, no, it's bigger than that. There's tranquility there. Our God says, no, it's bigger than that. There's, there's knowing pastor just said, there's knowing that we're going to pass from death unto life, that these old bodies we have every single day. I hate to say this and I'm not trying to scare anybody or anything like that, but every single day we're one day closer to making that trip. Mm. into eternity uh, right and we don't know when that day's coming that's why we accept our lord and savior jesus christ but we don't stop there we don't want uh fire insurance we don't want insurance just to get in heaven we want to go in heaven and and with a crown that we can lay at our lord and savior's feet he alone is worthy of the things that we get to do in our life but again we were talking yesterday about joy and when you don't have joy, the antonym of that, so we know the antonym of peace, I don't even have to look it up as war, but we know the antonym of joy was despair. We know the antonym of joy is all those things that come along with that, uh, misery. And uh, so if you, if you have joy, you're generally not paranoid. You're generally getting through the day okay, things are going all right, things of that nature. Well, they go hand in hand with peace. When you have joy, you generally have peace. And when you have joy and peace, you know, there's something happened to me. Pastor said, man, I got this right at 10 years old. I think you said 10 and and a half, years old. And something happened to me. And, and over the course of a few days, it's like all of a sudden you, you've had a broken leg and your leg feels better and you forgot how bad your leg used to hurt. All of a sudden, one day I was driving to the Sergeant Majors Academy at fort bliss texas and i had about i don't know a 10 minute drive every morning and and i was driving down the road and as i drove down the road i said god i'm just so happy Mm. i'm just not worried about things you know i'm just there's a tranquility there's a peace that goes along with that and and and, hey folks we're going to come back and talk about that with the pastor we're going to go ahead and let this commercial do what it's got to do with those radio stations but we'll be right back Could we have a better song, Pastor, than Does Jesus Care? Yes. <laughs> of course he cares.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, this thing of peace with God and the peace of God. Yeah. There's a difference. Peace with God means that I quit fighting him. I quit going my own way. I give him my soul and he saves me. And now I'm legally not condemned before him. So I'm at peace with God legally. Jesus paid the penalty of my sin and he took care of my legal enmity with God but for us Christians we need to have the fruit of the spirit that says everything's okay now not yeah. just with God legally but in life
1: yeah it's you know? not a it's not a 5 minute deal
2: yes it's <laughs> Well, he says, be careful for nothing. You know, that one where we went back in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord, and again, I say rejoice in the Lord. Two verses later, he says, be careful for nothing. And that word careful means don't be divided. You know, at one time, things are okay. No, maybe they're not. Back and forth, divided mind. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard. Just like you guarded the president on the day of inauguration of Bill Clinton.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, the peace of God will guard
1: our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And thank the Lord for that. And uh, you know, I was just thinking as you were saying that too, and and you were talking about division. I somebody gave me a book years ago, and it was basically. Abraham Lincoln's speeches. And Abraham Lincoln, whenever he wrote a speech, so Abraham Lincoln was not a, a great educated man. He, he was obviously very bright. I thought he did really well with words and stuff, but I did not know this. But most of his formidable learning besides reading the law was reading the Bible. and uh, and, and he would listen to preachers. He loved listening to preaching and the way preachers were so passionate. Mm. And so, a lot of his speeches—if you go back and look at them, you know—where a nation divided against itself cannot prosper—and mm. and using those words and talking about peace as this this thing that can be a reality. Can you imagine having a leader with a great civil war, families fighting against families, oh. and and being a leader through that and not being able to show the end game being peace? bringing everything together. You know, we we miss that with presidents today. And I'm not picking on any of them. I'm just saying we could probably go back uh, 40, 50 years So you get to a a president. Uh, Well, President Reagan was very good at drawing a picture of where we could go. You know, in my life, he was probably the best at it. An orator. Right. He was very good at that. Probably the worst at it. And one of our best presidents was President Eisenhower, but he wasn't in my lifetime. But I've read an awful lot about President Eisenhower. You know, a bullet never flew against a, an American from the time he signed the agreement on the Korean War and, uh, until he finished his presidency. Not one bullet flew. Nobody wanted to mess with Eisenhower. Eisenhower was a man who, he, he, <laughs> he lived what he preached. He preached what he lived, and, and, and boy, you better live that way. But he wasn't able to communicate that. Even though he won the presidency, he was general of the Army in Europe. But, I mean, he, 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 he wasn't the orator. He that, wasn't Reagan the orator. But then you could put Reagan out there. and Boy, Reagan had me. I, I mean, I, I was a member of the military. I was never getting out because of Ronald Reagan. You know, mm. when I came in the military, I can remember in 1979 preparing for, I'd already finished training and stuff in 78 and 79, we were preparing for these, uh, I guess we'd call them war games, pretty much bivouac, you know, going out to the field, going through the steps of what would happen in a battle. We prepared for three months every single day. And, and we went down to get our bullets and our fake hand grenades and all those different things and all the testing we were going to do. And they said, we're out of money. Hmm. There's no money. We don't have any bullets to give you guys to qualify on the range. And by the way, we're not getting uniforms for three months. Wow. Because we pulled money out of the budget and uh, we want to go ahead and save money. Now I want you to know that if I could have got out of the army that day, I would have, I said, what in the world am I doing here? There was no peace in my heart. There was nothing. And then one day in 1981, just about the time I'm getting ready to get out and, and, and call it, I, I, Ronald Reagan's talking about an army that's stronger than anything. We're pouring money into that. We're going to defend our country. Uh, We're going to show the whole world what peace and liberty look like. And, 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 man, it changed my life. And I think peace, obviously, it's more than words. But there's a state that happened in my life when I was in the military because I bought into Ronald Reagan. Now, that lasted a few days, a few months, a few years. But when God gives you peace, all of a sudden everything changes and you're driving down that road at Fort Bliss, Texas, mm. and there's a happiness. And you don't care what the guy down the hall's doing. You don't, you don't care about this over here. You're just saying, man, I got it. You know, I, I was saved. I had been saved a, a short while and there was no pain mm. uh, from the wars in this world. There was no pain uh, from the people who hated each other. There was no pain from the people who looked at me sideways and, That kind of peace, that kind of peace is only found in one place. In God, in Christ. Yeah. And and folks, I I can't emphasize enough that as we go through the fruits of the Spirit, that there's the word Spirit that goes along with it, because they're not the fruits of Doug. That's right. And uh, and, And these are not the
2: gifts of the Spirit, or
1: uh,
2: even just what we would say is something that... uh, we would actually try to produce. We simply surrender to God, yield ourselves to him and walk in the spirit and he produces it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, if you do this, you get this, you know, the world gets that if I save so much money a month at the end of the year, I'll have this much money. They get that. But the, you know, it seems like in my life, and you know, the Bible says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing." You mind reading the Bible, plugging into God, all those things, and uh, but again, we're we're more willing to say, "Well, we got this tangible savings account. If I put two hundred dollars automatically every month into my savings account, at the end of this year, I'm going to have twenty four hundred dollars." But what you don't realize, if you plug into God every day, at the end of every day you're going to have something that's invaluable Mm. and you're going to touch other people's lives. Yeah. Touch other people's lives.
2: Could I make a comment about that? Because this spoke to me, this passage was an interesting experience for me as a young parent. Uh, And this youth pastor got up and spoke about a survey they did with teenagers And they did a survey of the teenagers to see what do you appreciate the most about your parents? And you can random put down, some said, Oh, they care for me. Others, well, they're cheerful. So, well, they're calm. Uh, they're controlled. You know, they don't blow up on me, all kinds of things. And they answered, but all the categories fell into nine different items when they analyzed the answers. And when they got to comparing of them, every one of them was a fruit, part of the fruit of the spirit. The, the compassion, sacrifice for others, calm, peace, controlled temperance. And they went through, and they said, and th- folks, we want you to know, this is the best kind of parent you could ever be, is if you have these nine qualities in your life wow and boy that struck me that day i said you know what i need as a parent i don't need to know everything there is about how teenagers think though i've been one and i understand some of the things i need to be a person that has the fruit of the spirit in my life and that will help my children the most
1: it will, and, and i got to tell you, I've seen the difference. I've seen what uh, a number that we as parents can do on our children. And, and you know, we all fall short at times, And but to actively seek every day God's help with raising our children. And, I mean, there's been times. I'm going to be honest. I can think of three or four times, and I thank God it's only that, but I can think of three or four times in my life where I've sat down with my kids, raising them, said, Man, I bombed this. I messed up. Will you forgive me? And, uh, I, you know, I went too far on this, or I didn't go far enough. I, I mean, I, and, you know, I got to tell you, my kids did not need, and I thank God for this, they did not need a lot of discipline. Um, uh, they, they were great with church. They were great with school. They went through Christian school their whole life, graduated from Christian college. Um, but there's times even as a parent that I had to say, man, I messed up. Oh,
2: Doug, you say three or four times. I wish mine was only three or four times. (laughs) I'd say mine is more like in double-digit figures where I've had to do that. But I'm going to just say this, that that is something that is in the passages in Proverbs 28 and 29 talks about humility. He that is humble will be honored, but he that is proud will face failure. And resistance, you know, God gives grace to the humble, and so do children. Oh! And whenever a person goes to the son, I think of a time when I was getting on my son too much. My wife saying, "Tony, you're you're getting on him too much. You've been away from him for a while. The connection's not there. You seem to be a really negative on him." Too much.
1: And God for wives. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And me being the sensitive husband I always have been, I ignored her. (laughs) Okay. And, and, uh, but after a few days, I saw this is getting worse and worse. And my son's only five years old. And he's getting sullen. And I think, I've already got a rebellious sullen teenager in my family. And he's five. (laughs) And he's five. And I remember he was outside our little house. There was a little basketball goal I'd put on a shed out there. And he was shooting baskets. And I knew God was speaking to me and said, Tony, you've been on him too heavy. You haven't been controlling yourself. You've been more concerned about controlling him than you have been yourself. (laughs) And I went out to him and I said, Michael... I just want to say i'm sorry wow i've 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 been i've been getting at you too much and i I want you to forgive me and you know what his response was he said dad i believe in the blood atonement i can forgive you no he did not (laughs) he did something more i I was about to drop my head on the (laughs) floor right there yeah you know what he did he came over to me he didn't say one word little guy got a hold of my thigh and my legs and put him his arms around i love that and it just ripped my heart out of me. I mean, I remember that day, but what he was saying, Dad, you're forgiven, and I appreciate you being humble, and I'm going to wow. honor you. And that's what some parents need to do, is they really need to say, okay, I blew it. Would you forgive me? Put it under the blood of Christ with me.
1: Yeah.
2: And boy, wow. that, that reunites. And today, that son of mine... He has a problem in his church, he calls me.
1: Amen. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Hey, folks, I hate to do this. We always come up to the end here when we're with Pastor Miller. It happens so fast. Excuse me. We sure do love you. Get a hold of me at Helpful Wounded Spirits, Doug at Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. Make sure you're plugged into God every single day. Hey, with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.